Hunter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. Today we are going to discuss These Violent Delights, which is by Chloe Gong and was published in 2020 by Margaret K. K. McEldry Books. Uh, Chloe is a 23-year-old as of recording, so she's currently 23, Chinese-born New Zealander writer. This is her first published work and is a New York Times bestseller list and won the Sir Giles Vogel Award for Best Youth Novel. Margaret K. Uh, McElderberry Books is a subset of Simon & Schuster's Children Division and aims for, per their website, literary author-driven fiction and nonfiction for the teen, middle-grade picture book and poetry markets. The plot for these violent delights is, in 1926 Shanghai, there's a madness sweeping through the city. As more and more people begin to rip out their throats, an unlikely pair must figure out how to end it. From rival gang families, Juliet and Roma, have a complicated past and unrequited love, but they are both willing to do whatever it takes to keep their territory and family safe from the madness, even if it means secretly working together. So, Sarah, before you go into how much you do not like it, tell me one thing you did like about the book. It had an ending. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What about you, Kim? What's one thing you liked about the book? Um, you could have warned me. I had to think about this before you asked the question. <laughs> Putting you guys on the spot. Yeah. Um, one thing I liked about the book. Um, God damn. <laughs> okay. Clearly that was a failed I, experiment I there. Liked, no, no, no. I liked, um, I don't know their names. Montague and, um, Benedict. I don't, I don't know. You mean Marshall and Marshall? Benedict? Marshall and Benedict, yes. Montague, Montague. yeah. Oh. Is there a Shakespearean were... ro- name for, Ro- for Romeo's family? I know, I know. It's not the even names the name yes, were it. irritating as fuck, but that will, oh. we'll, yeah, we'll go there. Ooh, yeah, do we get to discuss that? Yeah, start. Go ahead, start on the names. Fair warning to everyone who is listening. These two did not like this book, if that was not clear yet. I was indifferent. Like, hey, there are hey, things hey. I like about it. There are things I like. What? What's hey, hey, technically, hey? Technically, it was better than Kingdom of the Wicked. Technically. Okay. So that's our new now new benchmark is Kingdom of the Wicked. Well, <laughs> Not in the Ravenous Dark? No, in the Ravenous Dark is still like the baseline for worst. Or like okay. the bottom most, like even in. below baseline. Uh, and then there's Wicked okay. Kingdom. What, what was that? I was talking, talking to Rex. I thought Rex. somebody was knocking oh. on my door. Let me go shut my door. That way I Sorry. can maybe everyone will know that they can't come in. I don't know. Ugh. No, you were saying in the Ravis Mark, Dark takes the lowest spot, then in the Kingdom of the Wicked, and now these violent delights is third. Uh Rob, well, I also gave I gave this a higher score than Toymakers, but I will say Toymakers was much better written. Um I just found it, you know, subject matter was not very interesting. Oh, Matzo Ball, I also rated lower. Okay. Yeah, so I would not put this one at third. I have have something good to say. This was better than Matzo Ball. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. Again, for everyone listening, I apologize. These two are about to ream this. I know it's coming. And they're just going to escalate each other. Just know I'm your ally okay. if you liked this book. 
people who were indifferent to the book. Everybody's right to like any book that they read. I, 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 I'm. This is just I know, my view on the book. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not reading listening. anybody else. I'm not saying that they're stupid. I'm not saying that they're wrong in liking the book. I've read the reviews on the book. People loved. It loved. had a four rating and on Goodreads. Astounding. Goodreads said that Shakespeare was worse than this. That that this person wrote a better story than Romeo and Juliet by Shakespeare. Wait, did someone say that? Yes. 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 Okay. Again, this is all why I'm reassuring you that I am your ally listener if you liked this book. I'm saying. We're just supposed to give our opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm just reminding them when you guys get into your tirades that that it is about the book, not them. So I would just like to know, why would you name your character Roma? When you've got Roman as a Russian name right there. Yeah. Like, I, put a fucking N on it. Roma is not a common name that you would use. But they I, have Marshall actually, and Tyler. It took, it took me a quarter of the book before I figured out that Roma was supposed to be oh, God. Romeo. <laughs> Even though I knew it was a rewriting of Romeo and Juliet, it just, that Roma never processed. It was there for that Romeo epiphany for moment. It was hilarious because she, she, yeah. she looked at me and she went, Roma. Oh, Romeo. Romeo. Yeah. And I looked yeah. at her like. Oh, <laughs> you dumbass. Yeah. yeah looked at me like. <laughs> I did. It was, it was very much a, are you kidding me? And then I went, yeah. you know, Montague is a play on Montague. And she went, yeah, that's obvious. Yeah. That one was clear. Rome, Ro, Romo, Roma. I can't even. I don't even know what it was. Roma. It yeah, not, yeah. It did not. It was not obvious. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, it was bad. I just, I didn't get that the whole time. I yeah. mean, I understood that it was Romeo. I was just like, why? Did you think Roman would be too obscure that we wouldn't get it, even though you already just went to Roma? Just not. Yeah. Doesn't even. Oh God. You know what? I, I kept wanting to look up if Roma was even an, a Russian name. And, and I don't I, think I never, it is. You just I get never stuff. lowered myself to doing it. <laughs> but, you know, you get like that movie, like, the Roma movie that came out. Um, <laughs> this is going to make you guys laugh. What? So I looked name? up Roma origin and, name, and meaning, and it says the name Roma is a girl's name of Italian origin. It's also a Hindu name, meaning one with shiny hair. It is another name for the god Lakshmi. Lakshmi, thank you. I could not get that out of my mouth. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but... No, you were. Okay. So, it's not a Russian name. I don't... I don't know why she went with Roma. so close. So close (laughs) to doing a genuine name. Just, yeah, I didn't go that, one extra just letter. The, just the beginning. Tip of the iceberg. Of, of, yeah. Of, it possibly the, is considered like a, well, it says Latin, but it, it says it's a variation on Roman. It just means citizen of Rome. Because, you know, Roman. But Roman Russia is like are an actual, so like, Russian and Ukrainian name that is normal that people use. And then, I mean, I mean, to be fair, Romeo means pilgrim to Rome. So, I mean. Yeah, because it's probably the Italian version of Roman. No, it's not the Italian version of Roman. It, it's Latin. Mm. 
It's a boy Latin Italian but, name from the late but, Latin Romeo, which Romeo means Pilgrim's Rome. Takes place in Italy. I, yeah, I know that. Okay, well then, then it being a an Italian name makes sense. <laughs> I am aware of this. <laughs> This but is no. an hour and a half of just talking about Roma. Yeah. No, Roma is not a Russian name. So I don't. Is that there, there was a. There, they, yeah. Anyway, I, I guess we can just let the name go. It, it, it irritated me through the entire book, but not because I wanted Roman or any other name. I just it it. Roma isn't a name. It's just I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a name. I guess it's a name. People say it's a name. But according to this, it's a girl's name. name. Yeah. (laughs) Might have been more interesting if it had been a girl. Mm, No. (laughs) I mean, at least then we would have, like, maybe gotten, like, sapphic vibes or something. I don't know. But so what did think if everything else remained unchanged? Who? The rest of the story is still bland. (laughs) Okay. What were you going to say, Kim? Yeah, what did we think of the story actually starting after their romance? Dumb. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, they had this great romance, but there was no evidence of that in the current storyline. So it was completely unbelievable and just, like, non-existent. Yeah. Cool. What was that? What was that? Where were... What? What was the soda you were drinking? Where was it from? Uh, Raising Cane's. Oh, God. I you like Raising so. Cane's? I do, but there's none nearby. Oh, there's, there's one near here. Oxnard. Yes, Oxnard, which is not particular. Yeah. Not people know it's where we're near. <laughs> <laughs> there's more than one Oxnard in the world. Just yeah, but she almost said where out. she's at. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, no, no, I was not going to get that specific, but I was going to say that I was not near there. But nevertheless, using the city name, I don't know. Well, like maybe that. when you're back in person, we can do dinner from there sometime. Ooh, that I will good. say, you guys are now not getting bow. Not getting yeah, bow? Yeah, I, I, I That's okay. That. I didn't want to... Um, I, I didn't want to um, try to make it. It seemed like it was going to be hard to make. You weren't going to be the one trying to make it, but so what else did you guys think about the book? What's what's the next thing you want to discuss? We've gotten through Roma. Well, we were talking about the, the romance all taking place before the book starts and also. Yeah. Being... Like you guys didn't like that. Was there more to add to that? <laughs> Probably not. No. No, okay. really I just felt it was a cop out to make the characters seem like they liked each other because I don't think she knew how to do it. And they didn't even seem like they liked each other. I, I felt zero chemistry between these two. I, no I'm chemistry like, two, throughout the entire book. Just hit each other. All, well, which which they did. Right? Um, well, they didn't really. They didn't really physically. Well, they wouldn't touch each other. They certainly threatened each other with lethal yeah. violence. They just. Well, Juliet threatened with lethal violence. I don't think Roma really threatened with lethal violence no, to her. Roma was just a sad white boy the whole time. Yeah. So sad to be in this situation and not doing anything about it. Yeah. 
He was bland. He had zero personality. So you guys did yeah. not like Roma. No. Just I didn't like Juliet. She bread. was an ever-loving bitch. And so self-entitled, my God, I'm the princess of this clan and or whatever it would be the family or whatever. And it's just like, why, why, why are you so self-entitled and why are you so aggressive? She was the violent? princess of the family. <laughs> she was violent, aggressively violent. Well, she was a woman. We wouldn't have believed her to be capable of taking her place in the family if she wasn't able to hold her own. Well, and then I, that I was very so sarcastic. mad that when she finally killed the final person, she didn't do it with that garrote. I wanted her to do it with a garrote, not a fucking gun. I mean, if, if you're going to, if you, you're capable of doing it personal, do it personal. But then she couldn't have faked it. Oh, don't, oh. We're going to jump on that one already because that, you know, that's going to just put me over the edge. I was going to hold off on that for a while. We can hold off on that one. Okay. Were you talking about when she killed the monster dude? Yeah. Yeah. On the, on the pier thing, you know, I wanted her to jump on it. I completely forgot about the necklace barat thing that she had. <laughs> I want to know how it did terribly relevant neck when it Ex- cut somebody yeah. else's neck. <laughs> because she didn't have to stretch it out. Sharp. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was. I, I, wasn't I, it implied I, that it had like little blades though, or something yeah. like that? Little silver. So it's like even if it's not stretched out, like it's tight around her neck, ish. Maybe not with pressure, but you know, it's still there. Maybe she built up calluses from wearing it. <laughs> she has a thick ridge of like scar tissue around her neck. <laughs> this is not suspicious at all, and it's very lovely. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, so one of the things... Oh, oh, go ahead. No, you go. I'm not sure if I'm remembering this correctly, but at the end, near the end, like when they're still trying to find the monster dude and whatnot, and that whole thing was going down, didn't she feel bad about thinking that she'd killed someone who was innocent at one point, despite... Like, oh, maybe, uh, oh, maybe it was the communist leader or whatever. She's like, oh, I didn't kill the yeah. right person. And I feel bad yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, they went into the office and killed the, uh, they went into the publishing office and killed the, the leader of the communist party yeah, or secretary general or. Yeah, yeah, secretary general. And then found out after that he didn't know. And she just basically blew his head off. Just. But she like killed so many other people and like didn't I give know. a shit about it. So I was like, why are you suddenly getting guilty. a conscience this one, was innocent. this one was innocent. She'd only killed guilty parties up until that point, according to her. She killed like gang people. Rub it in. Just rub it in with your raisin canes. Mm. And it's so delicious. And just see the heart on that side. There's a heart on it. Mine doesn't have a heart. Huh. Mine does. Mine says that. Well, yours has, I guess has that's a heart. heart. Has a heart. Yours is like a giant number one on it. Anyways, yep. not part of the point. More <laughs> interesting though. Yeah, it's so hard because I just want to because I was actually throw the my my tap my reader against the wall angry this afternoon when I when I got to the end. She and, was and livid. It, she marched into my room I to livid. yell at me yeah. about the book. And I can't, oh, okay. I expended so much of that energy this afternoon when I finished oh, it that I can't yeah. even get into it again. I, I just, that rage I, has I, just 
She raged at me and I just looked at her. I was like, we're going to be talking about this later. And then the next time she's like, I'm not as angry. I'm not as angry. It's not so bad. I'm, I'm okay with reading the next one. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then she's come back. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm kind of curious to see where it'd go. I, I can do it. I can read the next one. So I, I think, Kim, you talked yourself out of your anger because you okay, didn't so- want me to then turn around and pick another book. <laughs> no, 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 it's not even that. You look so forlorn when I came in and I was I was screaming in rage at how bad a particular scene was that you I, I just I felt guilty. I felt really guilty because I'm like, every time we don't like a book, Amber looks like we've killed her her cat. I don't know. She just <laughs> looks just absolutely miserable. And I feel so bad for not liking the book. And it's like, I have the right to not like this book. Yes, I have the yeah. right to even be angry about how much I don't like this book. Cause there's aspects of this that once, sorry, I have a cat scratching at my door. Hold on. <sighs> so to, to explain for listeners, it's not that I get like, Oh God, how dare they not hate this, like this book. It, when a book is not like particularly every time I pick a, a, like a duology for us to read because I was given the restriction of a duology it is now twice oh, that I've been like okay yeah you said you really didn't want to read anything above a trilogy and there really aren't trilogies anymore there's duologies in their series so I was like okay two books duologies I can force them through duologies and now twice <laughs> the two duologies I, I don't remember saying you, that yeah. Oh, yeah. You. you well, I remember very not much... really wanting serious because I feel like depending on the series, obviously, but at a certain point, like if it was like Akatar or something, there is a storyline, but a lot of it is like kind of gets Repetitive. to be the same. So you're just kind of doing that one. Doing yeah. that one. But no, like after Freedoms, the Freedom series, you were like, three books is kind of too many. Well, I think the Freedom series. Excuse me. I think it's a little um, disingenuous to to base not doing a series on the Freedom series because it wasn't a very well drawn out book. It's still love Anne McCaffrey. To compromise. Love Anne McCaffrey. <laughs> this was my attempt to compromise by picking two duologies that I knew were super popular that had moderately high ratings on Goodreads and on Amazon and like everything I was seeing was giving them good things. And you both just DNF'd that attempt on the spot. (laughs) So yeah, that was my forlorn look. Okay. Let's talk about about the book. Let's talk about the pros in this book. Cause I mean, if we're going to ream it, let's just go into it. Let's, Let's just ream it. So what'd you say, Sarah? <laughs> this is going to be a short section. section. Actually, I she no, had has a lot very to say. specific prose. She wrote prose. She described things. She elaborated. oh prose. I'm prose. sorry. I thought you meant pros and cons. No, not not prose. <laughs> I already <laughs> tried that. I agree. Kim pros couldn't is- even get one. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, so I was like, are we doing this again? Her writing oh God, style the pros was so negative. Negative, negative. And so my one example is Juliet could feel it like a slick sweep of grease across her forehead, something that was bothering her without doing any harm. 
everything she wrote was negative like that. It, every time she described something, it was the flap of the, or it, the water was greasy or, you know, just endless. It, 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 it was so hard to read. Also, was this, uh, this wasn't self-published, was it? No, it was published through Simon & Schuster's division. Okay. One of their children's divisions. And it won an award. I, I heard you some, say that when we were talking spelling about errors, it. So I was... Oh, I had to read one sentence twice because it had T-O-O instead of T-O. And I just could not figure out what they were trying to say in the sentence. I did not. I almost I did not I almost highlighted any it. of that. Oh, my God. I just I didn't notice a ton, but I did notice a couple. And it was just like when you notice them in a published book, it's like. Yeah, it know. happens. It does. It happened. But yeah, no, this this. Um... I hated yeah. the prose, though. Yeah, not even that it was negative. I, it was just too excessive. It was excessive too. It was like sometimes you got to the sentence. point, but yeah, it was like every other sentence. Like you get dialogue, and then you have like a like a paragraph explaining Juliet's feelings or whoever, but usually Juliet. And then it's like, and then it's just more. And like every chapter opens up with a super flowery like description of how shitty the surroundings are, or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, could we just, could we just go and like. A, just get this over with, you know? And I'm not quite sure why the need to make Shanghai seem so... And, and granted, this was in the 1920s. I have no idea. I do know that, Amber, your dad has been to Shanghai, and he didn't find it awful. In fact, he quite enjoyed it. Um, yeah, but I think this was supposed to give a grittiness to it. <laughs> Yeah, and it does give that gritty feel. But at the same time, this is coming from Juliet, who specifically came back from America because she wanted to be there. But then, like, all of her perceptions of the city are just so negative. And it's like... Yeah, but these are also teens. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely the case. Well, well you, know, you know, it's so funny because she talks how much she hates New York. But... In, in everything that I was looking into it on it and people were reviewing the book, it's like she's she's got this this longing between the Western world and the Eastern world. And I'm just like, I did not see a longing for the Western world whatsoever. But she's so negative about everything. Juliet, not the writer, the Juliet. Probably just because she always had her 20s hairstyle and her flapper dresses translated <laughs> into a longing for American culture, I guess. I don't Is know. that what that was supposed to be? I couldn't figure out why we kept talking know. about flapper dress. <laughs> like, well, that's what she wore in order to make herself stand out. Yeah. So she didn't wore the traditional, I, I can't even begin to say the word because I, I the, the, but she didn't wear the traditional dress of Shanghai. She wore Americanized clothes. Yeah. And, and they had recognized to her. The, uh, the observation that they didn't know where she was pulling her weapons and stuff from on her. I mean, to be fair, dress. I have the same question because I've seen flapper dresses. And while they are shapeless, there is not a lot there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where she was hiding. I mean, it, yeah, it, it was. I, just, a, I don't really care, though. It's like they could have just said she had a knife. And I've been like, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah, she had a knife. Don't have to have Roma marveling about where she's keeping all of these items in her magical knapsack that is invisible. <laughs> I was going to make a very inappropriate comment, and I real resisted. Why? Are we going to talk about her hiding it, like the, 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 the 
Yes, Sarah, I was going to talk about her hiding it up her hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. That is what we will call it, her hoo-ha. She shoved all those weapons up her hoo-ha. Yeah. Sarah's got a thinking face. I'm trying to think (laughs) of what items she pulled out throughout the duration of the book. Uh, I think she had a knife, two two Uh, knives, a gun. And something in a sock. I don't know where she had it. She's wearing dresses and she's wearing a sock. How is she hiding a gun in a sock in a dress? she probably had traditional, like... Oh, don't even go there. Don't even... Socks do not hold guns. I, I didn't <laughs> say it was realistic. I'm just saying why the socks. That is true. Except I think realism. But yeah, I, I think yeah. Realism, realism was not, not really a, thing, a focus what, here. Yeah, no, realism was not a focus. Okay, let's be fair. Was it really going to ever be realistic when there were monster insects? I oh, thought it was going to have magic. I thought I there was no going to be a fancy with element. supernatural aspects of things. That is so, not the problem with this story. So how well, did you guys envision this monster? Okay, are we talking about the lice, the insects, or the monster? Because they are three different things. I was talking about the, the monster. Although, to be fair, when I pictured the monster, I just pictured it being like a giant bug. Like, like swarm of bugs. Uh, so I envisioned just like this wrinkly, leathery looking, like hunched over creature that was kind of small and pathetic looking that also happened to have like knives on its back for some reason. There's something I've seen somewhere in in a movie that of of some sort of creature that was kind of hunched over that had spines all down its back. And that's what I'm envisioning. But I can't I can't remember where it is. I've seen it, but it's. Yeah, it, that's. Yeah, I think. The, yeah. 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 I was hoping I would maybe find like fan art to help me out here, but nope, it's just of Roma and Juliet. So. That's because no one cares about some stupid monster thing. It was extremely underwhelming in every possible way. Well, sorry, and, and I figured out it was the one guy, like the minute they met him. It's like, he's so tired. He can barely hold the conversation. He's all over the place. Why? It's like, well, hello. Think about and he's here. living in this apartment that does not belong to him. And also, this is where the monster keeps appearing. But, yeah. you know, I'm sure that's all together. Unrelated. It's just his assistant. It's, oh, my God. These two were not bright. They, they teenagers. They, I mean, that's uh, consistent with Romeo and Juliet. They were not bright. <laughs> this is true. Although these <laughs> ones are supposed to be older. Like, they're not 14. They are supposed yeah. to be 18, 19? 18, 19, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Maybe they didn't go to school at all during that time period. But what made me mad about this book is I was looking up lice. (laughs) Lice and insects are not the same thing. I mean, you're not going to visibly see lice running on the ground. That's That's just a fact. Otherwise, people wouldn't be transmitting lice all over the place because you would be aware that there is lice there and you would avoid the person that has lice. So all of these bugs that were running around, I don't understand their point because they couldn't be the things that were burrowing under people's skin. And oh, by the way, they seem to be at least that's how she like they landed on their scalp and then. But 
And that's the other thing is lice doesn't burrow. Mites burrow, lice does not. It, 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 I, I am so angry that I was looking up lice also, on the internet to see if this is even a physically possible thing, and it's not. Well, also, they're burrowing into their scalp. And I don't know if she just forgot that there is a lot of muscle tissue and just a thick layer of skin. And then also a very solid structure around the brain called the skull that would not be easy for soft insects to burrow through. They bored through it and like leached and attached to the brain so that when you pulled the bug, it would pull brain matter out. And I was like, how did you pull brain matter out? Is the whole skull just broken up into pieces? Like, sir, you wouldn't What happens at the end when they all like come out? Like, do people just now have random tiny holes throughout their skull? How much does that compromise your brain at that point? What's her name? Elisa? Who, like, was kind of bonkers to begin with. Fucking pointless. But yeah, it's like her brain is thoroughly perforated and also probably full of infection because it had insects in it penetrating into the, from the river. tissue from the river <sighs> yes just oh and dumb how is anyone physically capable of ripping out their own throat with they their are not fingers that is not no human has thing. that grip strength yes physically impossible I don't care if you're infected by brain-eating lice. Yeah, it's like whatever. you do not physically have the strength required no, for that. It's, it's and then, and then, and then, and then supposedly it's not the impossible. What? I don't believe it, no. especially like for old people and stuff like that. Like, I would believe it if they were just like scratching Amber, until they eventually getting dug it's down. Supposedly not impossible. I'm just reading it on Google. Okay, but how many peer-reviewed studies have you read that have... Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, just playing devicles. 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 I'm playing devicles. I am devicles today. Um, I'm playing devil's advocate, you know, just... I'm sorry. I, no. And it wouldn't happen that fast. It's just... It wouldn't happen, period, but it also would not happen so fast. That- so supposedly they get their fingers like an inch in and then just, you yeah. know, pull and them out. Just- and then it's like, oh, they're just going to heal. It's like you've got you've got holes in your. Well, supposedly somehow they did it with both hands. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Ripping your own throat out. She couldn't have come up something better than that. You know, at least give them a weapon where they're trying to kill themselves with it. That, you know, and then this this disease or, like, or whatever it is, is just causing you insanity. You know? Yeah, and I just, I don't even understand, like, why so specifically tearing their own throats out? Because it doesn't yeah. make any sense. So why not do something, like, where they just bash their skulls in? Like, because yeah. they've got bugs in their brain or something like yeah. that. Like, what was it? Um... The mummy, when the, when the, uh, when the, the scarabs, beetles, scarabs go into the, the, the guy's brain, he slams his head into the wall. Oh, you I haven't know? actually seen that movie, but I've heard of oh. the scarabs going in the skin. Oh my God. You haven't seen the mummy, Sarah. <laughs> what childhood did you have? I discussed this one in lacking in movie movies. knowledge. But yeah, I mean, that would make more sense because their brain's being eaten out by all of these brain-eating lice that somehow... Yeah, or they would just the- die from having yeah. bugs penetrate. Oh, hey, Murphy. Daenerys? Murphy. Murphy. Must be Murphy. Murphy. It's not screaming. It's white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, he's purring. Yeah, no, it, it, it doesn't. Oh, he's so cute. Come on, baby. Um, it, 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 the, the, the villains in this made zero sense. And I like supernatural stories. I like it when things are mystical. I like it when things are <laughs> unknowable. But if they make zero sense. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, I thought there would be, based off the description that I read a very long time before I actually read the book, I thought this would be a fantasy book or at least like fantasy adjacent where like magic would be something that is in the world, maybe not a huge presence, but that would help to like explain maybe why there's these really weird bugs that have definitely never existed in actual history. Um, or, and like, why didn't she, I just, if, if it had been like based off of a Chinese myth or something like that, I would have been like, okay, I can accept this, but it just seems like she took some ideas and just threw them at the wall and then just chose whatever stuck, which was just a random assortment of details that don't make any sense together. It's just anything, Amber? Pointless. (laughs) She wrote this when she was 19 or 20. (laughs) Yeah, it did seem like it. Somebody needed perhaps... to have edited it at some point. And, and that just, when I get to the point where I don't think, because I've read several of these books now that I'm just like frustrated with, that I don't think that publishing companies, even the big names, Simon & Schuster is a huge name in the publishing world. If I think they're not editing books any longer because they think they can dumb down the writing and allow the dumbing down of writing so extremely that, I think in the old, that they, young adult fiction, yeah, I, I think the intent is to mass produce, not to quality produce. Yeah. I think it's, it's a genre that suffers that. from that. Yeah. We're making, we're making these young readers non-critical thinkers. They're not critically thinking about what they're reading. And because and th- there's yeah aspects of this, like I said, just made me angry in reading it. So, yeah. Well, and I hate to say this, but there is also the possibility they picked it as a diversity kind of throw. Not saying that that's on her, but but that the publishing but company... Yeah, but that's the other looked, thing that makes me mad. Why are we just choosing a book because it's representing diversity, but we're not expecting any quality in the writing that is representing diversity? That's, that's, so that's disingenuous. I, I amend what you just said there i want to say why are they not investing as much effort in giving getting these writers to give them that quality because i don't think that's on her i want to be clear i mean yes did she create this book did she write it yes but that should have been on her agent or her editor or proofreaders beta readers who went hey you need to rethink this element yeah and yes, again, that goes back into the editing. Oh, we found this book that has diversity in it and we need diversity because we've got that's well, that's what's selling right now. So we're going to publish as much as we can that has diversity in it. And um, well, to hell with the quality of the story. That's that's disingenuous to people who are looking for books that have diversity in it. It's disingenuous to the the populace that needs to learn more about diversity and they're doing it through fiction um yeah also not fair to the author exactly 
And, and that's, and that's the big thing. Is I want to clarify, and that's why I was clarifying. Is I just wanted to make sure people knew that you are not attacking the author. That no, quality issue is not gross. on her end. Well, yes, she came up with the story. That is still something that has to be proofread because somebody should have looked at that and said, "You need to explain this better. This element doesn't make sense to me." Yeah, this could have worked but as I, a rough draft. It just needed a lot more polishing. And uh, I would yeah. also argue that on the author's part they need to research what they're writing. Huh. Yeah. yeah. And so, and she was, and, and that's why I wanted to point out her age again is I know you're, but, but I'm think about my head at you. I know, like, but think about like where your maturity was at, at 19 to 20. Think about your level of awareness on research. Did you know how to maybe do some research? Yes. Would you have known to do this level of research? Okay. Let alone where to find the research? So, so for me to say that, um, for me, that type of research would have been very, very difficult because the internet didn't exist when I was 19. Well, yeah, but the yeah, internet, no, it didn't. It didn't exist when I was 19. It existed when I was that age, but I would not have known to do, do that level of research. Could I possibly have? Yes. Would I have been thinking about it at, at that age, at writing? No, I would have just been writing. Yeah, I don't, I, um, then I, then I didn't, if that's the case, I didn't teach you very well because I would have told you, and that, this is coming from but me it, as your mother and who's somebody who was engaged in your writing. Um, if I had read some of the things in something that you had read, I would have said, you need to determine whether what you just wrote there is accurate. But again, that's why I'm saying the failure here is on whoever was proofreading for her, whoever was editing for her. Someone clearly at, at some point didn't turn to her and say, you know, th I think there was too much praise thrown at the author as opposed to helping her work through it critically. Yeah. I think the failure, and that's where I'm saying, I think the failure isn't on her part and keeping her age in mind, you know, it, it's even at 23, she still seems like freaking young. I mean, that's not, it's not easy to get published that young. Um, I can understand. Be. What was that? Sorry. <laughs> that was a dig. I said, it shouldn't be easy. I don't think a 23 yeah. year old has enough experience to be published. And, and, in my day and age, and again, I'm I'm freaking old, and we've addressed this many a times. Um, a 23 year old wouldn't even be considered for publication. They would have been saying, "This is a great first draft. Write it again. Write it again. Write it again." So hard to be published, and nobody was going to be published at 23 unless they were a phenom of a writer. And then, yes, they would have known to research the elements that they were putting into a book. Um, to know whether the 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 silly little thing that they said in passing in a sentence actually makes sense. Yeah. And so it, it, in my opinion, this book should not have been published. Yes. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. But so I mean I actually technically do agree off. with that. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the thing that pissed me off. There was one thing that and I'm gonna actually read it. Really just one thing? No, no, this is, this the, is thing the thing that, that made her lose it. Over that the... enraged you. Yes, enraged me. And this is the thing 40... that reduced the look on my face where I just went, I can't yeah, win. We're done. Yeah. Yes. The fuck? Okay. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> no, so, it really um, did make me feel that way. So yeah, go ahead, Kim. On page 436 in the epilogue. Epilogue? 
Yeah. A matter of taking the bullets out of her pistol so it fired only with the sound, stopping the barrel from pushing a second bullet into Marshall. You cannot remove the bullets from a gun and it make the bang sound. The bullet makes the bang, not the gun. She could not fake kill Marshall. Not physically possible. She removed the bullets from the gun. How did she get the bullet out of the chamber without them noticing? Oh, don't even get me started on the rest of that fucking scene. She snuck a drug to him that's non-existent, stops your heart, and then, what what was it, 30 minutes later, your heart starts again? Um, No, it was three days, I think. Whatever, I don't know. It's from the first Romeo and Juliet. The first, (laughs) the original Romeo and Juliet. The point is, in a hospital room with how many people were in there, there was the girl in the bed, there were the three scar the three white whatever, the 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 white flowers and the white flowers. No, wait, there were eight people in the room. There were eight Marshall Benedict, Roma, Juliet, Elisa. Eight people in the room. Tyler. And and having barely known what was the M dude's name? Marshall. 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 Having barely known Marshall, she manages to sneakily convey to him, I'm going to fake kill you with this drug. So when I shoot at you without bullets and it makes a bang and startles everybody, which it's not going to do, I'm going to then run over and check your pulse and I'm going to give you this drug and you're going to sneakily drink it whilst everybody's staring at the dead body. No, no, she gave him the drug before checking his pulse. She gave it to him when she was looking at the wound. Just to clarify. Okay. I couldn't remember. I was so enraged so of the he, details. He flung his arms flung over his, his face so he could drink somehow, it. She managed to give him the drug. He managed to drink it. She managed to remove the bullet. She managed to fake shoot him in the whatever. I don't even know where she was supposed uh, to be. The head, I think she I think. was supposed to be in the chest again. Whatever. This scene was completely impossible. Just impossible. And like he's somebody at some point. Yeah. What? But like they would notice if there was a bullet hole not in the head. I mean, I feel like they would notice if there was a bullet hole missing from the body that is suddenly dead, but 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 just go to the basics. The gun would go click, not bang. Yeah. She's like, oh goodness, I don't know what happened there. Oh, must have misfired, but he's dead. Everyone needs, and then, and then she goes through an entire series of all of these things that had to magically happen. I guess I'm just so lucky because there just happened to be a doctor that didn't flee with everybody else that could just, and, and the other, the, the, the scarlet that shot him, that bullet that was supposed to go into his gut hit a rib. Yeah. It was like just stuck in the skin of his ribs. Yeah. And it It didn't break his rib or anything like that. Just lodged there gently, but bled a lot. Bleeding, bled a lot. And he's not dying from the the gut wound, which, by the way, dying from a gut wound is the worst thing on the planet. Except it was up here. I think he was shot further up into the what, rib area, not in the gut. Pointing, but you it know, doesn't show up on camera. Rib. <laughs> that that would be. I mean, your stomach is kind of tucked in. That's my rib. You still have organs behind your ribs. Yeah, your lungs you come down, and your stomach is there. I'm being a advocate or whatever I said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the chances of a bullet not penetrating a rib is 
It also seemed like it was relatively close range. Yes. Like within a single room. So like I think they not that far apart. Small. Small hospital. And then (laughs) and then somehow she gets Marshall from the hospital to the secret, secret, secret hideout. And he's fine, awake, and she's bringing him water. And then she gets the notice that the bug is not on the pier. I The time frame of the ending of this thing made zero sense. Oh, that's true, because I thought it said three days, but why would they wait three days to look for the dead bug, which yeah. she couldn't just step on? No, know, it was 30 it was minutes. Okay. It was 30 it was minutes. No. But, but the point would be, the note said, if I'm dead, release them all. That's the end of the book. But she got him from the hospital to the secret, secret hiding place that not even. Yeah, plus his surgery. Plus his surgery to remove the bullet that only tapped the ribs. And then she has time to go get water and food for him. And she's just casually at her house gathering food, gathering water. And then she goes for a walk, goes for a walk out into the deep, deep, wherever it is she's hiding him that nobody knows about. Gives him food and water, then gets a note after she's left that says they're going to release them all. What, days later? Oh, no. They just figured out he died, through, what, days later? And then they're going to release all the, the big bad bugs, I guess. I don't know. Whatever the release them all means. I'm sorry. This this book. Mm. Yeah, it's like, is that going to just create more monster people that will then unleash insects? Or do they just have a surplus of loose lice creatures that they're just going to, like throw off the rooftops onto the unsuspecting populace. And then the other trope, the other trope, and this is a thing that exists, it's happened (laughs) in the Marvel universe, it's happened in every sci-fi thing out there, not Mission Impossible, um, Independence Day. You kill the big bad and all of the other little big bads just die. Oh, the hive mind. It's like, that's not how a hive mind works. It is, but that—that's a trope. That's an existing, awful. With Joss Whedon, when he got to the end, whichever I think it was Avengers, and they killed the 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 big. Um, they they launched the nuke into the to into the ship and oh in, for the Chitari or whatever. Yeah, for the Chitari, and he just said, "Yeah, I had to come up with a way to kill them all, so I just went with that." And it's just like you know when when writers are at least those are things, aliens. I, I mean, know, I know, but. It, it, but it's no, a I'm trope. being devil's it's advocate. A, I know it's a stupid trope. We just got to kill the big bad bug and all the. Why? Why would the rest of them die? Why? 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 Yeah, they're just going to organize and create a new queen and then yeah. live their little bug lives. Um, yeah. Anyway, Amber is just given up. She's not even speaking. I also don't understand because at some point, I think when they were with uh, Lawrence, um, it took me a while to actually figure out that Lawrence was Friar Lawrence. I was ashamed of myself for that one. Oh, I don't I don't remember enough about Romeo and Juliet to even know who all the characters were supposed to be. But I, I figured out later that they were all a bunch of different people. But yeah, no. Yeah, uh, I think it was only when she grabbed the potion from his <laughs> place because he was the one because Lauren Friar Lawrence is the one who gives it to Juliet mm. in the play. But um, like there's a scene, I think, where he's burning one of the bugs and the others to do they yeah. also like combust? Combust. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's where I thought there was a magical element and then it never actually 
panned out to be magical. It was just that's definitely how high of my works. To be fair, we can't rule out magical because we don't know the source of the original book. We just know that Paul brought it, so it could still be magical. It could be some magical being that a British person found because you know the British just go and take things from everywhere um, in the early 1900s. British, good God, they haven't done that in a while. I said the early 1900s. Okay, okay. Um, and they did do it in the early 1900s. Yes, they did. We've seen <laughs> so this evidence. is just, you know, if a magical unknown book. To be like, by the way, there's magic now. I would be, well, already pissed off. But I would be further disappointed in the development. <laughs> Plus, I mean, to be fair, it's not no, uncommon want in to be Shakespeare fair. stories for there to be a magical element without explanation. Well, he does like that's to have Shakespeare. Like, this is definitely not Shakespeare. Well, according to one reviewer, based it's based off of Shakespeare, Shakespeare. And, and it's it's based off of Shakespeare. So loosely, I have no. I will take the Shakespeare characters. Element. I don't even have a problem with the bugs being the magical element. I have a problem with you set up a big bad that is so impossible to defeat, but then the only the the way to defeat them is to kill one thing. It's like don't make them so undefeatable that you have to come up with some random. Uh, we just kill this thing and then it's all good. I must know what Sarah's thinking. I know. That I'm sorry. I, I just I remembered the vaccine too when you were saying that. Yeah. A vaccine against vaccines don't work like that. Exactly. They don't work like that. They're not a magical force field. Oh They're not. You're gonna get Kim on her other tirade. Which what, what which one was that one? I don't remember. I'm so exhausted from this book. COVID one. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna resist tirading on that one? I feel like the spirit has left her body. You know, I, no, she's I trying just, to choose I how just, to safely say what she was originally it, said it, it, diplomatically. In, in, yeah, to say it diplomatically. I feel that the writing of this, the the publishing of this book was um, poorly timed. Poorly timed. We've got a well, and, and they kept talking about a virus. This is clearly not a virus unless it's, it's a super sized <laughs> virus, which is kind of like anti to being a virus because viruses are very small um which is how they work um <laughs> but then to have it be in china and to have it oh, be i didn't even put that connection together yeah published and, in the 2020 published in 2020 depending on amber's defending this poor girl but because she was she's 23 now mm-hmm means she was 21 when, when it, was it published. published and so we're Amber assuming you probably her. took a year to two years to I, write I, and publish or a busy weekend i am telling you this doesn't read as a year to two year write to me right well me, for right? i think for a young person i could definitely see someone taking a while to get okay. this out you guys defend that i could have written that in two weeks yes. <laughs> you are you not some really she had some very flowery language, though, that she probably spent days oh, trying to craft to make it sound nice and literary. So, you know, and then the plot was probably just tossed in there 
<laughs> but anyway, I just I I just felt that the timing on this publication was particularly the location. And I understand that she was she was addressing colonialism. And I understand that she is from and I just remembered another component I didn't like. Um, from Shanghai. <laughs> She, yeah, she was born in Shanghai, right? Yeah, but grew up in New Zealand. Um, the, the other component I didn't like is we had people from, oh my God, there was Danish. That was, that was the Dr. Lou, Lauren. He was Danish. Um, uh, I can yeah. defend this point. Rome. No, Roma is, uh, is Russian. Russian. Um, she's Chinese. But she grew up in America. Um, none of the people spoke in a way that represented the nationality they were speaking from. So the dialogue didn't convey that. And I will take that back to we just read um, Firekeeper's Daughter. And I could hear the difference between the white speaking in Firekeeper's Doctor and uh daughter not daughter daughter and the native speaking in the, in the way the mannerisms of, of their speech and that should come across when a russian is speaking they don't speak in the same mannerism that a chinese person would would speak it, it, the language wouldn't come out sounding exactly the same and everybody sounded exactly the same there was no distinction except for when she would say they spoke in Russian or they spoke in Chinese or they, or if she threw random words in there that were actually Russian or Chinese. Um, you can defend that Amber. Oh no. I thought you were going to talk about all the people being there. And I was going to say, Oh no, uh, no, 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 that makes sense. Know that, yeah. Them being yeah, there. Um, commercial town. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, from 1863 to 1941, Shanghai was, um, an it considered an international yeah, settlement. Yeah. Um, settlement. Yeah. Um, so yeah. at times it was occupied by Britain, France, I think some Dutch, Portugal. Are you reading that on Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah, but I've heard about this before. No, I was just um, going to say, that's probably the same article she read. <laughs> I almost joked, Sarah. Good God. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, Amber, you look so mad at us. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, not really. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sorry that you're so frustrated with us. I'm not even frustrated. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't. Okay, I think so it was a very immature write that probably should have been no, highly no, edited. So to explain where I'm coming from. None of these things like massively threw me off or out of the read. Nothing massively drew me in. It's this fully a neutrality kind of situation for me. I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I can understand why certain things were done and that I can recognize that while they were flawed, that it's probably more a situation of circumstance for the author than necessarily like an intentional ignorance. Um, so I feel the need to defend the author because they're young and it's, you know, it, it, it's, yeah, she's, I mean, right now she's 23 and it's very easy to be sitting here going, oh, I wouldn't have written it like that or I wouldn't have done it like that, but we didn't do that. 
So we can't know. And I know writing matures as you get older and your experience changes. And then on top of that, not knowing the relationship she has with her editors, not knowing like, okay, how many other Chinese New Zealanders have actually been published in the last 10 years? You know, what, what, is it fair well, to... The book shouldn't be published just because it is... I know, but that's not how publishing works. They do go, oh, we need to hit demographics. And then the other problem is, and this is a known thing in publishing, is that minority groups in publishing do not get the same treatment as white authors. They're treated as filler requirements, not as like tier one stars. They'd be treated like B-list celebrities, not A-list celebrities. So this isn't, I mean, this isn't Sarah J. Mass where their editor's going to spend six months massively looking over their thing, prepping their book, making sure all of the publicity's out and stuff. In fact, I'm sure that originally they probably watched this blow up on New York's bestsellers list and went, well, I'm glad it did well because we wanted it to do well, but they may not have been expecting it to do as well as it did. I don't think they are necessarily investing that effort because that isn't how that industry works, unfortunately, much like any other industry. Right. But I am I'm not necessarily attacking the writer. I am saying things that the writer should have done differently and yeah. any writer should do these things differently. You should. And I've said this when we've talked about books in the past. You should be thinking about what you're writing. You should be engaging. If I'm going to write something about a gun and I've done this, I am going to research how a gun works. And I don't no. think that has to do with immaturity. I don't I, I think that is something that an uh, any writer I, should be automatically doing. I'm just that explaining why done. I'm so quiet yeah. right now is because yeah, I, no. I. Other than to defend, I, I don't have much to say, and, and I feel like I should defend, not because you're necessarily neither of you are being like aggressive about anything actually you're being rather diplomatic than what i was expecting um <laughs> but uh, you know I, I just feel the need to to defend and to recognize that i mean much like when we got done with matzo ball this is someone who i'd be curious to read maybe not right away but one of her books five ten years or down the road to see how much she refines her writing and and I expressed that I actually wanted to read the next book and we've decided not to because you're yeah. not you, but we're afraid that we're going to, we're going to do this again. And it's unnecessary yeah. to do this again. Um, yeah. But I was curious how she would write herself out of this um, hole that I feel she's written herself into. Um, and I might and never address it openly, you know, because we're not going to do it again. We're not going to do the next book. Um but in, and I'm curious to know if she matured between the writing of this one and the writing of the next one. Um, but I, I think ultimately I'm saying the same thing you are in that the publishing world. Needs to. Be more discerning. And not just publishing to fill niches um, and in hopes of getting buyers to certain kind of books because they can say things it's a, a, a Chinese book written by a Chinese author. Um, and so, you know, we've hit those tick marks instead of yeah. this is a book about Shanghai, a fictional book about Shanghai written by a white person. Um, yeah. You know, so in, in, in could this book have been good? I like the play on the Romeo and Juliet, although I, as we discussed in the beginning, hate the name Roma. Um, 
I think it's playing well as a Romeo and Juliet retelling. Um, I would I, I would know better after reading the second book to see where she goes with it. Murphy! <laughs> Don't yell at the cat while we're recording. Sorry, um, he was about to climb on a pile of books and knock them down. <laughs> so he's adorable. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, I, I I think the problem is in her immaturity. Combined with with uh editors and, and publishers that aren't saying, let's slow this down and take a look at what you've written and evaluate whether you're actually covering things properly. And we've lost Sarah completely. No, she just kind of started to say something and then Oh, I was just saying, yeah, they're just churning it out to yeah. meet their quota or whatever. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. There should be more value placed in the potential uniqueness of a story and more investment done to develop a, a any writer with true potential. And I, I she has potential unequivocally. Yeah. Um, she can write. There's there's no right. doubt. She can write. She um, probably needs to work on her on some of her structuring, so like plot structuring and stuff, because it, it was long. It it could have been cut down quite a bit. Um, I would hope that she can write positive prose. I, I don't know that she can. Um, but that, that diversity in the prose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause, but, and that could be her age. She, she could just, yeah. you know, younger people tend to be more negative these days. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, my brain went someplace. Uh, but yeah, I, I would like, you know, not, every description to be of how ugly, dirty, and smelly things are. Cause that's how terrible is. her life is. Oh yeah. Just yeah. Everything is terrible. There is apparently going to be a also a spin-off series on this by one of the following one of the characters. I don't know which one. <laughs> Sarah Just, Bree, you don't have to read it. <laughs> I was curious what, like, if there are any characters that you guys would actually, like, be interested in reading more of. Because, like, I would have, like, I thought Kathleen was absolutely fascinating. Um, oh. I would have. Okay. I like that. I want to know your, your view on Kathleen now. Who are you talking to? You, to you Sarah. Sarah. I... Your side was heavy. <laughs> Kathleen, I don't believe is a character, like, that exists in Romeo and Juliet, right? There isn't, is there a Kathleen equivalent? I don't believe so. I, Rosalind I doesn't have a sister that I know of. I think it's a play on the fact that many of the actors were men dressing as women. But there isn't like an, a character that her spot is filling. I'm like, not sure. Just, it's, so I, I haven't read no. Romeo and Juliet in a while. I couldn't tie her to a specific character. And so I didn't necessarily mind her, but I, did feel like she was thrown in there just for diversity points on the book. And it kind of annoyed me a little bit. I did like her chapter a lot with Marshall. Like I wanted to see more of that dynamic, just like the platonic characters from White Flower and Scarlet Gang, like hanging out. Cause that I was like, okay, but it only happened for one chapter and then they disappeared. And then I figured Marshall would die since he was Mercutio. Um, so, I mean, like, I guess if those characters, I don't really care about Benedict, to be honest. I didn't really see much of a character there. But yeah, so that was how I felt about Kathleen, though. It was like, is this 
building to something or do you just have this side character to just check off that LGBTQ point for your book? So, and I, I had mentioned this to, to Kim, and I don't know if this was the author's inspiration at all. In the early 1900s, there was a, I'm going to say a criminal, because I, 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 I listened to this on a podcast, so I can't remember all of the details, but there was a Chinese woman who was born male and passed as female so well that her French lover believed she was female and got pregnant now granted when the pregnancy happened the frenchman had to go back to his home country so he wasn't there for the gestation period but this this person then went and adopted another a a chinese child and raised that child as if it was her own child went to france yeah went to france met with her french lover and lived there only for it to come out that they were not born that gender so i don't know if that's the inspiration for it i think and like i said unfortunately i can't remember their name at the moment i don't know if i could find it um okay so don't do the long pause where you try to look for it oh I mean, possibly that's possibly that's an inspiration um I, I I don't know. That would be that would be a huge stretch. I think to be the inspiration for this lot of research to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Should have been so yeah. But yeah. So I, I don't know. I found Kathleen interesting just in the 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 ability to pass so well, and that there there is a known person who managed to pass for a significant amount of time without truly being caught in a time frame when not a lot of people were attempting to do that or successfully attempting to do that. So I like Kathleen. And I actually, I like Marshall and, and Benedict. I, I know you said, Sarah, that you didn't, you did, you thought Benedict was kind of a throwaway. I, I liked their slowly developing relationship and and their and benedict's kind of fear of it um and not wanting to to really manifest as something i that was striking me as something that was authentic um and something i was interested in seeing how it pans out when when marshall and benedict actually reconnect in the next book because i'm assuming eventually they will i'm assuming eventually marshall will get taken out of the super secret hiding place um and benedict will be told that he's still alive but um i can see where benedict was kind of boring because he oh i mean he was a painter and i don't know he just i don't know the side characters just seemed a little flat to me but they were more interesting than the two leads so I mean, okay. the other thing too. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say, did they have anyone, anyone else, anything else oh. they wanted to add? So go ahead. I was just gonna say the other thing too is that since Marshall was Mercutio, I think I purposefully did not try to get attached to those characters because I was like, well, he's just gonna die. And I was also kind of mad about that because I was like, oh, okay, make him gay and then kill him. Thanks. I like yeah, that. that yeah. That's real great. But I mean, I guess she didn't, at least uh, for the first book. So 
<laughs> we'll find out later or not. <laughs> you will. Not read <laughs> you can let me know if you get there. I will. <laughs> if I get there. Alrighty. Was there any other points in the books that you guys wanted to talk about? Not really. Okay. My notes here, but I think we covered everything. Got the pros, the skulls not being in people's heads, <laughs> not having the grip strength to tear their throats open. Oh, I do have do one it. more thing. Oh, okay. Oh, Hair what's spray. the illustrations? Oh, wait, no, that's just the print. Oh, that's the book. Hairspray. She protected her own skull with gel, which I don't know that gel, she even called it gel at one point, and hairspray um in the 1920s but that's how she kept the bugs out of her hair hair was a literal helmet yeah it was solid how i don't was, know why I, the I, bugs had to go for the hair like i mean like i, I don't know well it was a play on bugs life and they, yeah but you know that's ignoring the fact what that her eyebrows? body life and there yeah i know i know i know anyway that was my last thing hairspray was her her saving grace after being splattered with these bugs several Why times. the bugs just like go up the nose? I feel like that would be the easiest access to the brain. Maybe through the eye sockets. Like imagine they crawl into the tear duct and then you can feel them scritching around. <laughs> that would be fun. But no, they just had to burrow through the hardest part of the head. Didn't even bother with like the ears. <laughs> they would just have to get to the eardrum and then I don't actually know how deep the ear canal goes, but you know, straight through the skull. Yeah, anyway, we went there again. Sorry, Amber. Anything else? No, that's it. Uh, oh, I even have a note that says bad, stupid science. So I think we covered that. Yeah, uh, I had that note. Oh, I hated Paul. I... Paul is the villain. That was so stupid. Okay. Which one was, was that the younger? That Paul was British Paris. Right? Yeah. He was the one that was the, the one passing out the vaccine, essentially. And hitting his Juliet. Larkspur. Yeah. Yeah, he was stupid. He wasn't. I, yeah. Yep, I think that's about it. Okay. Yep. So Amber, I, you need to develop some enthusiasm for the end of this podcast. On a scale of one to five, how exciting did you find this book, Sarah? I gave it a one. Kim? One. Okay, I gave it a three. And Kim, on a scale of one to five, how easy of reading did you find this? An easy reading? It, it was easy to read. It wasn't. There was nothing hard. On a scale of one to five. It. Yeah. Um, ease of reading. It's a five. It was easy to read. <laughs> okay. I gave it a, like a, a four. I didn't find it particularly hard, though it did get prosy at times. That made it feel like it was dragging a little bit. Um, what about you, Sarah? I also gave it a four. Same reasons. It was pretty easy to read. I got through it. I think I got through it easier than Kingdom of the Wicked. But definitely there was that purple prose in there at times, and it was just really melodramatic. Exhausting. And what was your emotional reaction, Sarah? Out of one to five? It was... Uh, one. Mm. Oh, I think it gets more than I actually wanted to. Uh, uh no, I, yeah, I gave it a two and a half basically because I I was indifferent most of the time and then sometimes kind of annoyed. So two and a half. Okay, How about you, Kim. 
Oh, it won. I was outright angry. You were. You were. This was. is true. Uh, mine was hovering somewhere between a three and a four. Most of the time, it was at a three because I was just neutral. I was indifferent. However, towards the end, when I thought Marshall had died, I was quite indignant because it was one of my more favorite characters of the entire thing. And I was like, of course. The character, and then, of course, he hadn't died. I was like, oh, that's a pleasant surprise. I'm relieved. And so I ended it going, oh, I care, I'm curious what happens to Marshall now that he's stuck there and what how that's going to play out when they find out that she tricked them. Um, so I had some investment and curiosity in what would happen next. But it wasn't significant. <laughs> it's mostly neutral. So, Kim, what was your... Oh. Was someone going to say something? No, I was just saying, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, Kim, what was your overall rating? One. I'd have given it a zero if I could. Wow, damn. Wait, did you like Kingdom of the Wicked more than this one, then? Okay. Here's where I embarrass myself and say, remind me which one is Kingdom of the Wicked. was Kingdom of the Wicked. That was the one with Wrath. That was the one set in Italy. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. Italy. um, Siemens. Cannolis. No, this this was worse than Kingdom of the Wicked. Yeah. yeah, no. This this one. Yeah, but you no. but Matsubo was worse than this one. So would you give yes. Matsubo like a negative one? If you yes. could. <laughs> yes. I, I don't remember what I gave it now, but yes, I Matsubo Wait, one star. I think you gave Matsubo two stars. Two stars or three stars, but I hadn't read this one yet. So this one yeah. <laughs> standard <laughs> keeps changing. <laughs> it does. It adjusts as I read. There were this. There wasn't really anything you liked. There were elements of Matsuball that you yes. liked. Yeah, and I no. really wanted the author to write something more along the lines of what she was actually trying to write in Matsuball, meaning yeah. her disability and and how that was affecting her life in the Jewish yeah. community. And I wanted to hear all of that. So yes, that I actually quite liked about the Matsuball. It was the slapstick crap in in it that I didn't like. All I can um, think about is that smelly old costume. Yeah, yeah, that's I, the only lingering memory I have me, of it. The, the, the popping out of the room and rolling down the, the thing and hitting. Yeah, the, we, the, they can go back and yeah. listen to that episode. We do not need to relive it. OK, and I gave it a three stars. It, like I said, this was solidly neutral for me. I didn't overly hate anything about it, but there wasn't too much that like commanded my attention. I am a little confused as to why its rating is so high. Um, however, at the same time, I do try to remind myself that this is a young adult, so it's not necessarily geared towards my age group. And given that, some of the language that's used in it, the level of the prose is a lot higher than most young adult prose would be. And so I can recognize that for a lot of possible teens, this would have been a more challenging read while maybe being an easier way to access a Shakespearean story without having to actually read Shakespeare. Um, if you realize that, that, watch Tame Things I Hate About You. It's a much better... I'm imagining people like reading this instead of better. Romeo and Juliet for school, being very yeah. confused on their tests. <laughs> what point do the bugs come in? <laughs> so... <laughs> Alrighty. So on that. You don't want to know my rating? Okay, that's I'm fine. Sorry. I'll just let myself out. <laughs> what was your rating? I gave it a 1.5 because I okay. couldn't give it a one since that's what Wicked Kingdom and in the Ravenous Dark Rat. 
Am I supposed to be keeping track of how I'm rating all of these other books? Because I feel like I remember. I just I have this handy dandy journal. Although I do remember, like in the Ravenous Dark, it's like, come on, that's obviously going to be a one. (laughs) And she keeps a gauge of which one she's referencing to, so that I understand and can remind her, yes, that was the one that you gave the lowest reference to. No, that was your second place lowest reference. I was your third place. The the previous stories, unless I really liked them, so you know, know. Luminous Dead, I remember. Um, Project Hell, Firekeeper's Daughter, Firekeeper's Daughter, I remember. All of these other books are a blur of words. Freedom's Challenge. We haven't done all Freedom's young Challenge adults. is different because it's Anne McCaffrey. It's not a great Anne McCaffrey, but it's Anne McCaffrey. So do you remember it or do you not? What? Freedom's, Freedom's Challenge. Challenge, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those I remember. Yeah. Okay, but, anything yeah. else? Nope. All righty. Then our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book File Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. We are also now available on Patreon if you would like to support us, though after this episode, I would understand if you don't. You can find us at uh, you can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. <laughs> I will happily listen to your critiques. Amber will not. She'll say it once. I will happily pass you? them along. I will happily <laughs> pass them along to the correct person. All right.